Are you wandering in the wilderness? Or are you a voice in the wilderness? Welcome to the Revival Cry podcast. This is your host, Eric Miller. Isaiah 40 verse 3 says, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. The goal of this podcast is to encourage you to use the voice God has given you to make Jesus famous. Every week, we will share principles from the Word of God, interviews, and encouragement in order to strengthen your voice. Thank you for joining me today. And now here is today's podcast. Some of you have seen this slide on Amir Sarfati's telegram. And it is a picture of the Iranian religious leaders. He's the guy standing up front kind of taking credit for the Palestinians. You see Palestinian flags, Iranian flags. I don't know what else is in there. Leading the people across the sea into Jerusalem. That's the Dome of the Rock. If you look, that's the city of David right there. City of David, not the city of Muhammad. But my point is this, is that this is a counterfeit. That is not the real. The real happened some, I don't know, 4,000, 3,000 years plus ago. And we know that story. And there's a whole book about the exodus, the coming out from slavery of the Israeli, the Jewish people that were bound under the control of Pharaoh, who was a dictator, who was a religious leader, who was looked upon as God. And these leaders want to be looked upon as God. They are control freaks. They hide under the name Islam. But the root of their real problem is pride. The root of their real problem is false prophecy. Is, is scriptures that uh, are books that they call scriptures that are not scriptures. And in fact, one of the things that I've heard recently there is a story and I've done a little research and it sounds to be true do you know that, are, that there are 200 Palestinians that have had visions of Jesus during this whole thing it, CBN has been talking about it Amir has been talking about it and other people that we know are talking about it I'm telling you Jesus is not willing that any should perish he is the deliverer. Moses led Israel across the sea out from Egypt, but it was the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus, that was leading them with a cloud by day and a fire by night. It was the Spirit of Jesus that when Moses put his staff down in that water, like Charlton Heston did, right? In the Ten Commandments movie. When he put that rod down, that staff, that whom. There was no power in that stick. But it was
was behind that stick the authority of the kingdom of heaven and a deliverance was made for the people of Israel and a deliverance is continuing to be made let's go on to the next one Casey this past Sunday spoke about Luke, Isaiah 61 and Luke 4 Luke 4 18 through 19 this is read by Jesus in his hometown synagogue okay he just came out of the wilderness after being tempted 40 days and 40 nights and he comes and it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me he was given the scroll of Isaiah he's reading what was written in the beginning of Isaiah the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed and proclaim the acceptable year of our Lord what is he saying I am your deliverance I am the one that is taking you out of sin out of slavery out of darkness and I'm bringing you into light and a hope that will last for all of eternity that's the proclamation Jesus said I guarantee the day that Jesus said that the devil was shaking the kingdom of darkness fell earthquakes the 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 prince of the power of the air didn't know what to do because somebody was speaking as one with authority and when Jesus spoke demons ran to him because they felt a responsibility to say why did you come before your, your, our time why did you come to judge us because they didn't just see Jesus the man they saw Jesus the God and nobody knew who he was at that time listen guys I want you to listen to this tonight because I believe we're going to pray and have the mindset that our deliverer is among us as we pray. And if you go down and understand that they wanted to kick Jesus out of the town, they wanted to kill him because of what he said. He was proclaiming himself to be the Messiah. Who does this guy think he is? But he knows who he is. And because he knows who he is, and he is who he is today, the same yesterday, today, and forever, we absolutely know that he still delivers people today. He delivered Israel back then. He will deliver Israel today. And he will deliver the nations today as well so I believe next slide please our prayer focus tonight is to agree with the Lord for the freedom of his people Israel and the nations from the works of the enemy God has placed his spirit upon us to intercede proclaim deliverance I believe the spirit of prayer is on us to intercede for these next 12 hours so this is what we're going to say throughout the night next slide What does that say? You know, the enemy needs to hear that right now. The enemy needs to hear that because for some odd reason, he seems to think that God forgot. But I'm telling you, the church is called 
to pray for the people, the Jewish people, to know, let my people go. These are God's people. This is not just anybody. If you have a Bible, open up with me to Exodus chapter 5. And I'll go ahead and use the uh, NIV version. Exodus 5. Now, God had already met with Moses at the burning bush in chapter 3. He convinced him, I've called you to go back to Egypt and to be the deliverer. God is speaking to Moses. So verse 1, Exodus 5 verse 1. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Listen. What does it say? Let my people go. Now look, we're not going to say that like we're trying to be nice to the devil tonight. Okay? When we say let my people go, how are we supposed to say it? Okay, let's do that again because not everybody's paying attention. Some are on Facebook. Okay, let's listen. How do we say it? Okay, good. Do Facebook later. So that they might hold a festival to me in the wilderness. Pharaoh, keep your mouth shut. I am God, you are not. That's what Pharaoh hears when he says, let my people go. Because Pharaoh was looked upon as the Egyptian god as one of the many Egyptian gods. He was an authority. Who is this God that you're telling me to let the people, the Jewish people go? They are my slaves. I'm not letting them go. See, Pharaoh sounds like the devil. How many of you got family members that are slaves? Slaves to sin. Friends slaves to sin it's all around us you see we've got to understand the authority that we walk in that when we pray and we make a declaration let my people go the enemy needs to listen why? because he's already been defeated 2,000 years ago so when we pray tonight and we say, let my people go to Israel, to people in your family, to the nations or whatever, whoever we focus that towards tonight, I want you to know God is backing up what you and I are saying. Verse 2, Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey him? and let Israel go. I don't know who the Lord is and I will not let Israel go. He sounds like a terrorist, doesn't he? That's, this is the spirit of Hamas. This comes from this antichrist pharaoh dictatorship. This slave driver, this boss who tells everybody what to do because he's intimidating, he's powerful. He can cut you down in a heartbeat. But see, Moses had an encounter with God. And when you have an encounter with God, you're not afraid of having any other encounter with any other creature. 
because everybody else has been created by him he's the highest authority and he lives in you and me you see we've got to have the mind of Christ when we pray we've got to have the, a thought process that isn't just about how I feel emotionally. Well, do I feel like going to prayer meeting tonight because I'm tired and I want to watch YouTube? Or do I hate what's happening? Am I disgusted by the work of darkness? Am I the type of Christian who's just going to say, well, that's bad for them, but it doesn't really affect me? Or am I going to feel a responsibility that I am a man or a woman of prayer that has a responsibility to stand in the gap as Moses stood in the gap between Israel and Pharaoh and God and pointed his finger and said, let my people go. Verse 3, then they said, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God or he may strike us with plagues or with the sword. So here, Pharaoh, God's trying to do this in mercy right now and say, if you'll just let the people go for three days. I don't know if that meant they were supposed to just go or just have three days vacation in the wilderness. But the point is, they said, look, you can give us this three days or there's going to be plagues. And Pharaoh still isn't convinced that God of the Hebrews is the only God. And so verse 4, it says, But the king of Egypt said, Moses and Aaron, why are you talking why are you taking the people away from their labor? See, this is what the enemy doesn't want. No, 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 no. I don't care. I don't want them to have five minutes of rest. I want you to be a slave to sin the rest of your life. I want curses to control you. I want you to be ruined by the pain that you carry from your past. I want you to be intimidated all the days of your life because I can't get to God, but I can get to his creation. And so what I want you to understand is I am not releasing one single soul. See, this is the devil that we are fighting against. We are not fighting against flesh and blood. We're not fighting against enemy who plays nice. He is a terrorist. And he hates the people of God. He hates the Jewish people. He hates anybody who is created in the image of God. And he said, get back to your work. He's even telling this to Moses and Aaron. Then Pharaoh said, look, the people of the land are now numerous and you are stopping them from working. Verse 6, that same day Pharaoh gave this order to the slave drivers and overseers in charge of the people. You are no longer to supply the people with straw for making bricks. When they made bricks, the straw was helpful to keeping the brick together. Now, don't even give them straw. Make it more difficult. You see, this is what happens with people who are enslaved to sin. There's never a time of Sabbath. 
There's never a time of rest. Life always seems chaotic. Life always seems hopeless, depressing, lonely, like you don't know what's going to happen to you next or to those that you love. My friend, I'm trying to present to you a mindset of those people and their family members tonight who don't know the Messiah Jesus that need us to hold up their arms and to stand in a gap and say, let my people go. We don't need to be these weak, anemic Christians, Gentile Christians that don't value Israel and say, we replace you because it's easier to replace them than it is to believe and stand in a gap and pray for them. But when you pray for them, you're obeying the scripture. And as a disciple of Jesus that has never had to be a slave or maybe I understand we were all slaves of sin but most of us have had pretty good lives okay maybe you had some poverty maybe your family situation wasn't good but friend you've never probably been beaten to almost being killed you've probably had enough food that you aren't like experiencing a famine you're probably not worried about tomorrow waking up and your family being kidnapped and held hostage in a tunnel somewhere in a desert is this making sense I want you to know who it is that we're fighting against I want you to know the authority you have and that as we pray tonight we may not be dying on the cross but we are standing with resurrection power and proclaiming prophetically let my people go don't give them straw for the bricks let them go gather their own straw and require them to make the same number of bricks before don't reduce the quota they're lazy that is why they are crying out let us go sacrifice to our God I'm going to tell you right now these this Hamas, Iran, Hezbollah, all of them right now, they don't care. They want to wipe Israel off the map. They don't want to give them any ounce of peace and freedom. They want to wipe them off the map. Make their work harder for the people so they keep working and pay no attention to the lies. You know what that means? Pay no attention to a false prophet. Pharaoh is adhering, is calling Moses and Aaron false prophets. Don't listen to them. I am your voice. Doesn't that sound like the enemy? Then the slave drivers and the overseers went out and said to the people, this is what Pharaoh says, the demons, right? I will not give you any more straw. Go get your own straw wherever you can find it, but your work will not be reduced at all. You want to have a peaceful life I'll give you peace I'm going to torture you to death because there's enough of you that if I lose some of you I won't lose any sleep over your life being lost anyway because there's more of you that I control so the people scattered all over Egypt to gather, gather stubble to use straw because they don't have any other hope Who's going to provide our needs if we don't go provide it ourselves? The slave drivers kept pressing them, saying, Complete the work required for you each day, just as when you had straw. And Pharaoh's slave drivers beat 
Israelites, uh, beat the Israelite overseers they had appointed, demanding, why have you not met your quota of bricks yesterday or today or before? Then the Israelite overseers went to appeal to Pharaoh. When you're a slave to sin, my friend, you're not going to go to the people that are trying to help you because they don't look like they have an authority. But the one who looks like they have authority in your life is the one that you've been listening to your whole life. And so for you to change and think differently, you're going to need a breakthrough. You're going to need miracles. You're going to need deliverance. You're going to need somebody who could break chains. Amen? Your servants are given no straw. We're told to make bricks. Your servants are beaten. But the fault is with your own people. Pharaoh said, lazy, that's what you are, lazy. Condemnation, guilt, shame. Anybody ever deal with those things? Doesn't come from God. That's why you keep saying, let us go sacrifice to the Lord. Now get to work. You will not be given any straw, yet you must produce your full quota of, of bricks. Israelite overseers realized they were in trouble when they were told you are not to reduce the number of bricks required of you for each day. When they left Pharaoh, they found Moses and Aaron waiting for them. Whew. This is the hardest thing about being a disciple of Jesus is that the message that you and I are supposed to be carrying, a lot of times people don't want to hear it. It's unpopular. And when you speak about it, it's going to put you at odds with people. And they said, may the Lord look on you and judge you. You have made us obnoxious to Pharaoh and his officials and have put a sword in their hands to kill us. You don't love us. You don't have any idea what it means to be a slave. You've been living your free life in the wilderness, Moses. We know, Moses, that actually you already killed somebody. We know, Moses, that you had power and authority next to Pharaoh before, but you gave it up. We know that you married a non-Jewish woman. We know that you are not from God. Because if you were, God would deliver us. And what you're saying to do, for us to do, and what you're telling Moses to do and letting us go, it's not helpful. May the Lord look at you and judge you. You've made us obnoxious. Verse 22, I'm almost finished. Moses returned to the Lord and said, Why, Lord, have you brought this trouble on this people? Is this why you sent me? This is what it means to be an intercessor, guys. It's not popular to pray. I guarantee you, if you, know, you ever have, you know, if you'd say to people, free meal, what happens? You'll have a lion outside, right? You say basketball, right? Everybody will come. There's all kinds of, when you say prayer, usually it's not very well attended. I thank God that all of you are here. Because that says something about who you are and who we are as a church. Pastor Armin can't be here tonight. He's not feeling so well. The guy goes about 110 miles an hour every day. 
and he needs rest. He needs to be at home. But look, the leaders shouldn't have to do everything, right? We have enough people who can lead. And that's what you're going to do tonight. We're going to lead. It's brought this trouble on the people and you've not rescued your people at all, God. Why have you sent me an Aaron? And then I'm just going to read this verse. Verse 1, chapter 6. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Because of my mighty hand, he will let them go. Because of my mighty hand, he will drive them out of this country. He's not only going to let them go, he's going to wish he never knew them in the first place. I'm not saying that because it was just said so many thousands of years ago. I'm saying that for today. Amen? This is what we're doing today. So from the ten plagues of Egypt to ten points of intercession for Israel and the nations. Let's go to the first one. Okay, this one here. So this here lists all ten plagues. I know you can't read everything. We have each of the plagues that we're going to look at tonight. And we're going to say the first one, the water was turned to blood, right? The land was filled with frogs, gnats, flies. Livestock was killed. Boils came on their skin. Hail came. Locusts came. Darkness and the death of the firstborn. So when we pray tonight, we're not asking God to, to pour out his wrath upon people. But what we're going to do tonight is we're going to look at these. And let's go to the first one. The first plague. It says, turning the Nile to blood was a judgment against Apis. Do you know that most, if not all of the plagues that took place was God dealing and fighting against idolatry of Egypt? How many of you didn't know that? Okay, some of you don't know that you're here right now. Okay. The, the point is, is that God is not fighting just against Pharaoh. Are you listening? Our battle is not against flesh and blood. Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, right? The prince of the power of the air. These is what, who God was fighting against. So the first plague, turning the Nile to blood, was a judgment against Apis, the god of the Nile. What is that? The Egyptians were worshiping a river. And then, look at this one. What's the next name? Isis. Does that sound familiar? goddess of the Nile and Kanum I guess that's how you say it guardian of the Nile the Nile was also believed to be the bloodstream of Osiris Osiris 
who was reborn each year whenever the river flooded. This is just uh, what people believe when they worship idols. And then the river which formed the basis of daily life and national economy was devastated as millions of fish died in the river and the water was unusable. So when God turned a river to blood, it killed everything. God judged it. Pharaoh was told in Exodus 7, 17, by this you will know that I am the Lord. This was the first of 10 plagues. So this is what I would like to do. We're going to go through every plague tonight. And I want you to understand, what is some of the main... What was the thing that the Lord dealt with? He dealt with the economy. He dealt with what was important to them, their daily life. He, he wanted them to trust Him for their daily needs. So what I want us to do is I'm going to ask if we could put just some worship music on, just quietly, and then we'll come bring the worship team up in a little bit. And what I want you to do, listen, please do not be in this room talking tonight to anybody else, except, I mean, obviously I'm not trying to be Pharaoh over your conversation, but you understand what I'm saying what we want to do is keep the focus on Jesus okay if if you learn one thing tonight about not talking to everybody else but talking to Jesus tonight you'll go out of here victorious I promise you you'll go deeper with the Lord and for some of you that could be a real challenge so what I want to do is I want you to look at this and I want you to write down, you could write on your phone, your notes. If Maybe we could get some paper and pens if any of you have any of your own. And what I want you to do is be quiet before the Lord. And we're going to take maybe just like 10 minutes. And I want you to write down what the Lord is showing you that we should pray out in regards to this. Does this make sense? Remember, our overall goal is what? Let my people go. So in doing that, if you had, if you had like this cord and it was all tied up in a big knot, you have to start on the outside knot before you can get to the next one, the next one, next one, and it be straightened out. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray and dismantle works of darkness tonight by untying knots. Knots that he is controlling Israel. And look, it could be to Israel, it could be towards the hostages, it could be the nations, it could be the Philippine economy, it could be China, it could be Iran, it could be whatever. But I want you to focus and hear from God. Amen? So we're going to help you to walk out of here tonight praying what the Lord shows you. We call this praying according to the unction of the Spirit. 
And so we'll probably take a few people and what the Lord shows you, we're going to pray those things out, okay? So I'm going to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, as we begin interceding tonight, our goal is to say, let my people go. So I pray that you lead us by the power of the Holy Spirit to untie this first knot tonight. Lord, these plagues that you released against Egypt, they did not have to experience. You were using that to create fear so that they would honor you. And by honoring you, you would not have to do the things that you had to do. But they kept hardening their heart and not listening. And after a while, Lord, their hearts became so hard. So hard that they lost so much. Lord, we want to pray against those works of darkness tonight that are ruling and taking authority and see them break down through our prayers and intercession. In Jesus' name, speak to us tonight. Amen. So I'm going to leave this slide up and you can look at it. You can be led of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to Revival Cry with Eric Miller. Please subscribe, rate, and write a review for this podcast on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To find out more or partner with our missions work around the world, please visit us at revivalcry.org. I look forward to being with you next week.